This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Pledge allegiance to the drag uh, flag of America and to the Repub- to the Republic for which it tucks one nation under Michelle <laughs> <laughs> with liberty and justice for the pretty thin white queens. <laughs> Yay! You're listening to Drag Her. Uh, I'm Nicole Byer. I'm Mono Agapian, and we are unbelievably excited for today's yes! episode. Because we're joined we're by... We're joined by a judge from the episode. Ah, you know her from everything. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. You know her from Trolls World Tour. Which uh, I just watched. Yes! <laughs> Keep going I for like- Rachel Bloom. Oh my God. I'm so delighted that you watched it. And, and it's cool that I now have one other credit that people might have seen. Like before, it's like, you know her from everything. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Um, uh, um, what else? Anyway, please. But now I can like say some other stuff. So it's great. I watched Trolls and had the time of my life dancing in front of my television. I saw. Yes. I love that video. I was flattered. I saw it too. It. And you it was great. so good. Thank you. you. Thank you. You and I Betsy like, are both amazing in it. Oh, yeah, Betsy's in it. I truly was like, should I be enjoying this children's movie as much as I am? Yeah. But, you know, whatever. I found it absolutely delightful. Uh, I've seen it twice, and I, I, I'm I, very impressed by it. I did, too. <laughs> it looks um, it looks unbelievable, and I was yeah, incredibly so much impressed. Fun. The The message about appropriation was so well done. Yes. I know. I was really... I, when they, when I read that in the script, I was like, guys, this is really cool that you're doing this. Like they did their fucking research. They talked to mm-hmm. uh, I think it was an ethnomusicologist at UCLA. Like they they wanted to get it right. Um, and I, I I really I really love it. I find yeah. it absolutely delightful. I was going to yeah. say something else that was like really <laughs> profound, but between the heat. And the AC going out in my house and having a month old baby. I'm fried. I'm fried. We're so thankful you're here. You're a brand new mom. Thank you so much. I wanted to make the time. Well, oh, oh, this is what I was going to tell you, but I wanted to say it for now. So please. So having having the the TV show that I had. You know, people sometimes I think that all of us have people come up to us and say to us, oh, listening to your podcast or or watching your thing got me through a rough time. Mm-hmm. And I've had people say that about Crazy X. And then uh, 
I had a baby a month ago and, mm-hmm. you know, it's during a pandemic mm-hmm. and which was already intense. And then she was in the NICU for five days, which was extremely oh, no. fucking intense. Um, yeah. Cause like the last thing you want to see after giving birth is that baby on a ventilator with tubes everywhere. And then, um, a, exactly a week, like, well, Almost exactly a week after she was born, one of my songwriting partners died of COVID, uh, Adam Schlesinger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was a, it was a really, it was the most intense kind of all in all 10 days of my life. Yeah. And I, the way that I kind of, I, I, I knew I needed to keep my spirits high because I have this, this baby, like I, I want to be present for her. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the thing that got me through it was just listening to funny podcasts and, I gotta say, listening to drag her really helped me get through that ten days. And Mono, I think I even texted you, but it you was did. just like You're I so was sweet. just like it was just like I really fell in. I was like, okay, I'm just going to catch up on Drag Race finally, and I'm going to listen to this. And it just completely took me out of my troubles. Oh my oh, god! Am I going to cry? <laughs> Truly, Rachel. Rachel, it really that's did. Real. I've never been more aware of how much in the past, in the past month, how much comedy is so important and, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and it just com- like laughing for laughing's sake. It has truly been my savior. Oh man, I hear yeah. you. Thank you. I am so yeah. thankful. I mean, as someone who's created uh, one of the most joyful, beautiful, cathartic shows I've seen in recent yes, history, that truly. means a lot. Thank <laughs> yes. you. Thank you. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh my God. Well, I'm so glad. That's why uh, I'm so thankful to be in this podcast world at this moment of just like, this is what we have time to do right now. Yeah, same. It feels it's crazy, great. but it helps my brain to be like, Something to do. I have a thing to do every day. Yeah. yeah. It's nice to have a routine. Yeah, it's weird. Like, it's it's kind of like, and I knew this going in, it feels like the world has a newborn baby. Because mm-hmm. everyone's on this weird schedule. There's no time. Uh-huh. Everyone's sequestered in their house. So I don't feel as alone. How did it feel watching yourself on Drag Race? Did you feel like it was a super accurate portrayal of what happened? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, well, first of all, Nicole, I want to check in with you. So, yes, because you've been a judge. Yes. And I want to obviously remain on good terms. Is there anything I shouldn't talk about that <laughs> Rue would care about? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's nothing that I guess I'll, I'll just be dip, diplomatic. There's nothing I want to say. I just realized, oh, I'm doing a podcast. I don't know. Mm hmm. Is there like, are there verboten things? I mean, I mean, he's pretty open about things, but. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I, I mean, I can't really think of anything I would say that would like make uh, the, the world of wonder upset. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I personally had a very good experience. Oh, I had a, no, and I had a great experience. That's why I, there's really nothing. I just occurred to me and I like, you just don't want to just ask you on the podcast, like <laughs> break down the fourth wall. You just don't want to <laughs> violate any, any boundaries. And I hear you. Cause like I have not been on the show, but we, in general, we, we, we playfully talk about how the show is and yeah. we, we're all, always open to be like, well, the edit led mm-hmm. me to believe this. I yes. don't know what really happened. So. 
Yeah, no, there's nothing. Now, look, as I, I'll be diplomatic, but there's, I also just, there are various diplomatic things that I want to say anyway. Wow, I'm talking so fucking good right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh no, you know why I asked that is specifically, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to go and drag her and I'm going to tell them uh, how cold the set is. And, um, and, and that's very cold. It's so cold because I said that actually on the broadcast, which they kept, it's so cold because the Queens are in obviously full drag in layers and layers and layers. So you uh, you obviously needed to be freezing, but it was so cold. And the the secret that I was going to say that I was like, would RuPaul get mad at me? But I don't think so. Uh-huh. Is that under the desks, people yes. are in, in like cozy pants. Yes. I've heard this. No, I've, this is this is a well-maintained <laughs> that's, fact. That's actually, yes. that's why I asked. I was like, I was like, I think that's just a fun fact, but. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Will it ruin the illusion? I don't think it ruins the illusion. And I opted to keep my shoes on and everyone was like, that's dumb. And I was like, no, let me take them off. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause you wore the drag issues possible. Yeah. Yes. To set. I was wearing a heel and then, uh, I was asked, Rue was like, are they comfortable? And I was like, no. And she's like, they're doing their job then. And then I was like, I'll keep them on. And then I was like, I have, no, I'll take them off. <laughs> I forgot how to act. I was so excited to just be there. Oh my yeah. god, I was I was so excited. I was so incredibly Rachel, excited. Rachel, you came off wonderfully, I have yes. to say. Oh, also, you looked stunning. Yes. Thank you. Oh. Thank you so much. The the I mean the the hair and makeup crew there is so fucking good at what what they mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Um cuz they didn't bring in they're they're very tight with um they're like they're very tight with security there so you can't bring in your own mm-hmm. hair and makeup people but they're people the people who work on that show are so good. They're and then so I had, good. I was, I was, so when I filmed this, I was two and a half months pregnant. Cool. Oh. So I was at the height of the part when you're, you have morning sickness, but you can't tell, but you're not telling people. Uh-huh. So, and I, so I told the AD, I let her know. I was like, just so you know, I'm pregnant. So there may be, if I say that I need to lie down, <laughs> that's why. Yeah. Um, uh, and for the most part, I, I, the adrenaline really got me through the day. I did nap during lunch and I, and it's one of the reasons that I wasn't on untucked. No one came to get me for untucked. I didn't mm-hmm. know what the, the policy was, but also if they were looking for people for untucked, I might've been asleep cause I was napping <laughs> during, uh, during a break. But well, I also, so was, so yeah. was the audience watching untucked because yeah, this untucked was very you know, boring. I, I gotta say, I watched it. What I liked a lot was I like things that call out, especially anything reality that calls out the, the structure of the fact they're on a reality show. And I, uh-huh. I liked when Gigi was said on untucked, America wants us to have drama. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which was, and then I love Widow Von Du's speech was to camera saying, I know what you all are going to see. You're going to see me doubting myself. I don't know why I went through this. I like, I like that fourth wall breaking mm-hmm. that happened on Untucked. I mean, I think there's a fundamental tension with Drag Race. And I think, I'm curious what you guys think that it's, I mean, the last thing Rue says every episode, if you don't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love someone else? But the show thrives off of drama between the queens. I yes. mean, they yes. they frequently ask all stars. It's they voted. You know, they they get each other kicked off. They frequently asked, who do you think should go home? 
And so there are these, there is this fundamental tension of the show is ultimately about accepting who you are, but also it can be very um, cutting and brutal. And that's part mm-hmm. of the culture of drag, obviously, is to read and to, to, to do, to, to, I don't know, to, to have a lot of drama. But I find those two things so interesting. And if I were on the show, that would be the hardest thing for me to deal with as a contestant. Mm-hmm. I think in a weird way, um, I, I want to hear what you have to say. Uh, uh, I think in a weird way, it it like replicates the experience of being a star, like or like just being mm-hmm. successful mm-hmm. means not taking it too seriously, but also fighting for what's yours. And like, I guess that balancing act is what they want out of the queens. It's like give us drama, give us theater, but mm-hmm. also give us who you really are. Yeah, I think it's a hard thing. I mean, I've never been on a reality show, competition show, but I think it's one of those things where it's like, yes, we want drama. Yes, we want you to stay true to yourself. Yes, we want you to love yourself. But also at the end of the day, this is a television show. Mm -hmm. So if it's all kumbaya, nobody's fighting. Is that exciting television? No. So then you have producers who maybe manipulate a little bit of the fighting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, hence Gigi saying America wants to see us fight. So like, maybe that's like, maybe a producer said, I don't know. I don't like, I don't know the ins and outs of how it's produced, but like for me, I like having someone to talk about. I miss Brita filter. I miss being yeah. like, why is she so mean every episode? <laughs> I did I want it. more. I miss Aiden. I miss being like, Aiden, come on, bring a different wig or like leave Aiden alone. I like drama. Yeah. Um, I don't like it when it's all kumbaya, but that's like me. But then you have to remember that they are people and this is their lives. And then once they leave the show, people will not let them forget what they've done on the show. Which is a yeah. shame. It's like, yes, I missed the early seasons when we had the messiness of Untucked. Um, yes. And obviously it was just pre social media boom. But like, yeah, now everyone is so worried about like being... Britta left social media because people were sending her death threats. I'm Are you like, serious? Yeah, yeah. So like I was online just like bipping and bopping. And I think their part or her partner posted like a screenshot of like her last message or whatever. I don't know how like the validity of it. I didn't like research it, but I was like, this sucks. Like just because you didn't like someone on a reality show doesn't mean you send them death threats. It is like, I think it's a combination of like, I love my reality TV. I love when people get wild and scream at each other, but I need people to turn off the TV and leave it on the TV. Like don't bring it to social media and tell someone to kill themselves or like whatever. It's so like that to me is the most toxic part. Of the fandom. course. But 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 the thing is, you are not a basic fucking idiot. <laughs> you actually you understand how to be a viewer in an appropriate uh-huh. <laughs> and, and mentally mentally stable and healthy way. People are just fucking troubled basic idiots sometimes <laughs> yeah like gospel that is gospel just, I mean. and so it's like yeah they shouldn't but okay isn't that so weird it's like we we understand i mean I'm, I'm not putting anyone on a pedestal but it's like guys understand that it is we we are invested because it's reality but mm-hmm. we also understand that this is theater and like yes. 
it's fun to suspend your disbelief, but ultimately you're still suspending your disbelief. Yes. And it's it's not it's real. It's almost incredible that people don't understand that reality television is not reality. Yes. Especially on a show where someone is saying, I'm serving you Quaker Oats realness. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> this, is, this is not... <laughs> Drag is not, not reality. Like a, this is not like a grit. This is not a gritty... Um, yes. I don't know. This is not like Basquiat walking through the East Village. Uh, like, no, this is a show where grown adults dressed up as cats in a mini <laughs> challenge that was not explained and rolled around in sand. And then someone inexplicably won. And then that challenge was not explained. That challenge was not explained. Yeah, so wait, they were just like. And the, the litter the was cat. not explained. The litter wasn't explained. And then I guess all the commercials were for pretty litter. And I was like, what? Is Pretty Litter doing that they this threw is, all their money into one episode of RuPaul's Drag Race? This is a good opportunity. That. I love that tactic. They were like, we could advertise <laughs> in in kind of small publications and uh-huh. some like good websites for a year. Yeah, we could advertise <laughs> one time on RuPaul's Drag Race and uh-huh. hope that enough people have sick cats. Yep. <laughs> also, what does the litter tell you? Is it I like don't know. I want to look it up. It, it is tells it like, you the health. Of your cat? Well, that's what I'm saying. Do you have to like sift through it like you're like looking at a crystal ball? What does it Let's fucking see. tell you? I've done no research, but I assume the sand changes color. When it's pink, your cat is healthy. When it's purple, your cat's dead. You are- <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, you're absolutely right. Oh uh, my if God. It's, if it's okay. Oh, oh they're absolutely- showing the colors. Okay, so. It, different parts when they pee. So if it turns blue, it means it's alkaline, which can mean certain types of urinary tract infections. Oh, God. Um, acidity is yellow, which is also the color of pee. So I don't mm-hmm. anyway, but it'll turn like a very, very almost orange yellow metabolic um, acidosis and kidney tubular acidosis. What? And then. OK, this is something else you could, you could see. And then if it turns red, there's blood, which again. Oh, no, that's not turns red. See, that's not turns red. Blood. Um, oh, and did you know cats are notorious for hiding illnesses? Oh, no. Oh, what sneakies. I, so are so are dogs. That's a thing that animals don't want you to see when they're sick so that you don't leave them. Oh, I thought it was because they were so proud. It makes sense (laughs) that an animal would be like, I'm weak. I should hide it so I don't get left by the pack. And I'm just like, wow, my proud dog doesn't want me to see him sick. Yeah, I have a dog who's toxically masculine. And every time I try to help him, he's like, I'm fine. Get off me, you bitch. (laughs) I don't want to go to the doctor. (laughs) And that's prettylitter.com. I mean... Uh, it's great because now we're talking about Pretty Litter and Pretty Litter's not paying us. Which is a shame. I, I actually think it's it's pretty it's, brilliant. I think I think you're also very right that it's brilliant. Because I was like, why Drag Race? And I was like, well, the fan base is a lot of heterosexual women who probably mm-hmm. watch alone with their cat. They got cats. So they're on their phone texting yeah. a friend. They're like, might as well get a, get a bag of Pretty Litter. <laughs> I did think Crystal was the funniest uh, as Mad Cat. I really did. I thought Crystal was the funniest, but I loved Jada climbing that cat pole. Yeah. In the sexy cat. Oof, I loved that. I thought Jada should have won, but I'm a true Jada stan. Also, 
what was the challenge? Was it I, to be a funny cat character and play in sand? It was never so. explained. It was just like, here's kitty litter. And now you're all cats. Mm. Or was it like, <laughs> it was so strange to me. I, I really know. liked it. My husband asked a question thinking I would know and I had no answer for him. He was like, <laughs> how is this drag? And this isn't just um, like, like cosplay, a, a drama class. <laughs> I did think Jackie's was I mean Dan is weird. right because we like in acting school we would do things where it's like you are now a cat and you have to do Tennessee Williams as a cat who's mad and you're like meow meow and no yeah that was the stupid I it really reminded me of of an experimental class I mean except I'm looking at Gigi. Gigi was actually the one who was like, I'm going to remain my character. Mm. I'm going to stay my drag character if she were then a cat. I will say Gigi was just like the milk she dipped her paw in. White, thin, and somehow still an American favorite. (laughs) Um, Okay, guys, clearly I wrote that down and I could not wait to say it. That's great. I love that you're... Go on. I love that you add it. You add a nice little H in your Gigi. You really give her some Gigi. Gigi good. I liked her cat outfit. I thought it I was did too. cute. I thought everyone did like did a too. nice job in an insane challenge that felt like that a fever dream. Really, that was a really hard challenge. I mean, the, yeah. the yes. debate the debate was a hard challenge that was also kind of chaotic. Yeah. And I and seem like, can I ask, how long did it take to film that? So, uh, it took, um, oh God. I mean, the whole day was 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a couple hours. That, that was like a couple, a couple hours. I mean, yeah. I think it's, look, the internet's talking a lot about Jeff Goldblum right now. Yeah, um, they are. So <laughs> there's, there's no way. I don't think it's, it's not a surprise when I say like Jeff Goldblum, like, you know, he like he talks a lot. So there were definitely. <laughs> so I guess what I'm saying is um, there were points um, where uh, he would go really off topic. OK. In the middle of a debate where we were like the straight men, for lack of a better way of yes, saying it, we were right. supposed to be asking the questions and he would. um <laughs> <laughs> start sing he'd be like you remind me of this person and then he'd sing a song no like and and i and i said to him i'd go jeff they're they're not going to be able to use any of this because they're, <laughs> they're not going to get the rest of that song and then at a certain point the queens were like jeff we won't be able to use this we won't be able to get they're not going to be able to get the rest. holy moly that's honestly <laughs> and that's not their job no 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 and that I was brings like, me no. so much joy. It was that really... everyone understood <laughs> the game was Jeff Goldblum was going to sing a song that was unusable. Everyone had to just be like, no, Jeff, stop. It kept <laughs> happening and it was delightful. It was increasingly more delightful. And then I will say the one thing I'm really I'm pretty upset they didn't put this in. Um, so the look. So Jada's look over there was 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 a great was great in the debate, but also it was a comment that like Jeff Goldblum's Jeff Goldblum. You're like, look mm-hmm. over there. And he's like, huh, where? Huh. Um, mm-hmm. And so at one point we did that again. And I said, Jeff's vision is based on movement. 
Mm-hmm. Right? That's so funny. Mm-hmm. And Jeff goes, I don't, uh, I don't, oh, uh, what are you referencing? And Jada goes, she's talking about a T-Rex, sweetie. <laughs> it was great. It was like without That's... missing a fucking beat. Jada oh, I is wanted to so see that. funny. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, I'm so like, sad. Jada was so fucking funny. It's been really interesting to watch this season having met the queens just for one day, knowing mm-hmm. nothing about them and judging them for, you know, judging them only based on what I saw and then going back. I mean, you get little things like... Right. The first time you see Britta, um, she's like, I'm going to win this whole thing. And I was like, mm-hmm. I know for a fact you are not. <laughs> uh, have insider information. Uh, did that make it any more fun or less fun to watch? Um, It... I think that it's the same thing that a little bit was happening with Widow where watching someone lose their confidence Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. just kind of like, um, is just kind of like, I don't know, it's a bummer. It is a bummer. Because I feel for them. I loved Rue coming into the workroom before the debate. Yes. Uh, Raven is in full drag. I love Raven. I think Raven is stunning and so funny. And Rue Paul, I don't think I've seen her laugh harder then she was laughing at Raven. Yes. She so funny. loves Raven, and I love that friendship. It's just it's so cute to watch. Uh, yeah, she makes her look stunning, and I feel like mm-hmm. I've never seen Raven be more more powerful. And I guess yeah. that must come out of wor- a working relationship. Did you get to see mm-hmm. Raven on set? At I did all? not. No, I didn't get to see Raven. I love right. when she was like a. Did you see her out of drag? Maybe. N- because she touches up Rue. Oh, uh, maybe you did and you had no idea. It was like I oh, if fuck. I wasn't hyper like focused on things, I would have missed her. Because oh Raven and when Delta was doing her wigs, they like came out, touched her up, and then went back and before they left, I was like, Raven, Delta, mm, I love you. <laughs> and they were like, sure, bye. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> I I'm God, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I who didn't. Knows? I didn't look. I didn't clock it, but I was also like freezing and nauseous, and mm-hmm. but also simultaneously <laughs> having the time of my life. Um, <laughs> that was that's and, fun. Yeah, so you're like describing me at a water park. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. They're bad. Yeah. They are. You think it's going to be such a fun day and then somehow it's 96 uh-huh. degrees. And for some reason, you're in the one cold uh-huh. shadow of the park. Yeah. And you're it's just like, horrible. yeah, guys, I'm having a, a great time. Only 40 more minutes till I scrape my ass on a tube. <laughs> yes, I always end up injuring myself or uh-huh. what I or what I inevitably end up doing is I end up swallowing water and Oof. kind of. Mini drowning, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then it does kind of sully the rest of the day. It really does, because then you spend a lot of the day being like, "I swallowed water that thousands of people have been in today." <laughs> oh my god, are water parks gonna come back? I don't oh, know. No. I, mean, I mean, I'm sad about like when's the next time I'll be able to go on a roller coaster. I don't uh, know. I don't know how. Because I think like theme parks are going to have trouble coming back. They might. I mean, when Disney reopens, I'm thinking maybe there's like a cap, a cap to the park. Yeah. Like I'm sure they have a cap now, but it's probably going to be drastically reduced. Yeah. Uh, water parks. I don't. 
how do you stop a kid from shitting in their diaper in a water park and having oh, a little can't. bit leak out? And then maybe that shit's filled with Corona, but the you baby's can't. asymptomatic and then granny swallows it and then granny dies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you know can't. why granny's ladling that water <laughs> from the slipping <laughs> slide. <laughs> Well, you know what? That's actually that's that's the new Kevorkian. If you're if you're old and you're ready to say goodbye, <laughs> just go to a water park. Just that's go to it. a water park and just you know get yourself a big old straw and start a sipping. <laughs> oh man, it's a terrible fucking. I mean, we could get into we could get into the weeds of what it's like to die of COVID because I've should. done oh. a lot of research. Oh boy, um, it's uh, uh, let's get back to oh 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 what I was gonna say about Talk drag race. What I was gonna say though is um. I can't help but, and and I felt it even more when I was there. I just, I'm watching the show and I just feel for the people in the show. And I, I imagine what I would be like. And which is why when Jan was on um, and they were like, Jan, you're trying too hard. I really, I was like that. Oh my God, that would be me. That would be me. That would be me. I am Jan. Like I would be like. I'm a musical theater person. I'm on my shit. Mm-hmm. I am so talented. This is Didn't my you challenge both go to win. To Tish? Did Jane go to Tish? I think so. Oh, I could oh. be wrong. I'm pretty sure, though. I could be wrong. I'm seeing where Jan went to college. Okay. Oh my God, Jan was born in 1993. <gasps> what? Jan is 26 years old. Okay. Whoa, these queens are so young. These Too queens are young. young. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The great sleuth about. <laughs> well, as we sleuth more about the one and only Jan 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 Sport, I think it's time we take a break. What do you say, Nicole? Let's take a break. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earnin. 
Come on, y'all. We've all been there. We want to spend a little bit of extra dough on a big night out or a last minute gift for like your boo. Sometimes money just can be, uh, dare I say, complicated. Well, worry not because earning helps you get your money today as opposed to later. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know, wake up because earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. You can get up to $100 per day or 750 bucks per pay period. Earning is used by over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability. So why don't you go ahead and download earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in drag her under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's drag her under podcast. Get some extra dough. Have a little fun. And don't wait for your employer to give you your money, honey. Earnin is subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Bring back my brick. <laughs> and we're back. Great. So. Whoa, we're back. Um, not much more to say other than Heidi Hydrates is her new name. Uh, Rue gives kind of bad advice to Gigi saying to stick with fashion. Um, Well, I don't know if it was terrible advice. No, I think Gigi didn't use it well. Yes. Gigi just did the robot thing again, kind of. Right. But then I was just like, why? Like, kind of like how Jada was like, I'm a bitch for the bitches. It's like you could have been the fashion queen for the fashion girls or like whatever uh you know fashion girls need rights too i don't she could have figured it out rachel you were there was there was who did okay did who did poorly do poorly on the day was there anything you disagreed with or or thought someone did better than we saw yeah no i think I, i actually think jada did so many funny things that that they didn't have time to use like jada was for me like far and away like the best and the funniest um, okay i love it um, i love jada she was I'm great glad. Uh, something i something that really stuck out to me obviously was that uh and they didn't use this because it's so inside baseball but jackie cox um I think is a crazy ex-girlfriend super fan and inserted a lot of crazy ex song quotes into her opening statement. And I was so incredibly flattered. Yes, Uh, She was like, I'm just a girl in love and I can't be held responsible for my actions. I was like, Oh my God. God." So that was really cool. Um, And then, no, I thought that it was very fair. Oh, something they didn't, have time. I don't know if you remember when Rue was talking to Widow Von Du, he's like, you blended into the background. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you didn't clock it as much on television, but Widow's outfit in the debate was the exact color of the background and they might have color corrected mm-hmm. it. Um, but that was a critique that came up okay. that they didn't include, which is like, because that's just unfortunate. That that's, that's just mm-hmm. the outfit yeah. that she chose happened to be the exact color. But but I remember like the fact that Rue said you blend into the background. Literally, it was it was this. Her outfit was almost like this symbol. I mean, I have to say, in watching the season, 
And seeing Widow Von Du, I was like, I this seems like a different person yeah. than, than the person I met on the day because and really tracking now tracking that arc of her losing faith in herself. It, it makes mm-hmm. sense. But I've never seen when I saw her episode one, I was I was like, oh, my God, this is uh-huh. I'm right. I'm, su- I'm shocked. Yeah, totally. I don't it's think shocking. she's much of an actress. And I think it was too many acting challenges where she needed to be funny back to back. And I think that wore on her a yes. little bit. Yeah. I think but yeah, it, it was a bummer to it's, it's been sad to watch her lose her, like a little bit has. of her footing. And I'll it's even all, yeah. be a little much and say, I, I, I feel for her because I feel like some of the more, I do believe this and people are, can totally disagree with me, but I do believe that a more fashionable ho couture looking queen gets more passes than uh, a queen of size. And I just think some of that, that might've been grading to her over so many episodes mm-hmm. is, is one thing that I think could have gotten her in her head of like, fuck, I'm, I'm, it's it, it, my vision isn't being seen the same way I'm presenting it. I think sure. But also she's been doing pretty terribly in acting challenges. Like she was <laughs> very bad in snatch game. Yeah. Um, the Rusical. I thought she was good in the Rusical. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what was last week's last week's was last week was oh tough too. Uh, that was the, uh, the infomercial droop. droop. Yeah, that was terrible. Oh, I yeah. definitely I, thought Sherry's was the worst, by the way. I, I also thought Sherry's was the worst. Totally. I don't even remember what I, I could tell you what everyone's product was. Mm-hmm. I don't actually remember what no. Sherry's was. I agree. I think I, it was. I think it should have been Sherry and mm, I think it should have been Sherry, Jan and Widow in the bottom. I think those three were really rough. Oh, wait, I remember what her product was. It was aggravated assault. <laughs> that's that's what she was selling. Um, oh, man, what a bummer. What a bummer. It's really tainted the season. Um, it yeah, really, it sucks. Yeah. It, it does really sucks. suck. Um, let's see. But I uh, thought Heidi was really fun in this challenge. I'm a, I love Heidi. Me too. So much. I find her so endearing and so funny. And I don't think she knew much about politics, but she knew how to like make a face when she, she was like, I loved all of that. I thought it was really funny. I will say from the editing, it looked like, I'll I'll be honest from the editing. It looked like a low key disaster, but maybe that was the editing. Cause like it looked almost on par with Shakespeare. Like one of these, (laughs) One of these cr- the challenges being known as being crazy, but uh, maybe that's just why it, how it looked when it was condensed super quickly. I found it delight. I remember finding it incredibly delightful because uh-huh. she, because she made I think it's maybe even what I said in my critique, but she made a choice, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think that in all of these challenges, the 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 people who I mean this happened with Gigi a little bit. Um, and then obviously like widow, but like the, when you're kind of vacillating between choices mm-hmm. that that's really when challenges kind of fail to me. If you make a choice and you commit like super hard and then you just keep infusing it with more and more energy, mm-hmm. I, I found it really charming on the day and rewatching it. I remembered how charmed I was all over. I again. liked this challenge. I thought it was fun and silly. And I think widow maybe would have fared better 
because she was playing an angry politician. Mm-hmm. I think if she had skewed it to not all black women are angry black women, but being an angry black woman, something maybe could have been found Interesting. There. I just, I wish she had, like, she didn't have much of a take. No. Yeah. And something they didn't show is she made, so they, I actually found they, they used the funny parts that she did have. Yes. Mm-hmm. What I remember is her actually making some pretty great political speeches. It seemed like <laughs> she was legitimately running for some sort of office. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I was like, wow, that's, yeah, that's a really good point. You're right. We, it is a broken system. Mm-hmm. I, I think there were some, some more actually just well-written speeches that they, that they didn't, that they didn't put in. Cause I remember, I remember thinking, thinking that, um, it's a tough challenge. Well, I mean, for someone yeah. who is not a improviser, mm-hmm. that's a tough challenge. And like they did it in season four. Um, and it really was a divisive challenge because it, 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 it genuinely just showed who could improvise, who could like mm-hmm. literally give the but setup. This of, wasn't improvised. I think they wrote some stuff down, right? Right. They like pre-wrote mm-hmm. stuff. It's unclear because Widow said she was up till 5 a.m. writing, right? Or she was up till 5 a.m. So they clearly got some hint about the characters, but I didn't see anyone on stage with postcards, like with with, with notes. Like I didn't I didn't see any notes on stage. So it's not like they did a bunch of pre-write. I wonder what that Mm -hmm. prep that she was up till. No, no, I'm watching. I have the episode going now. Uh, Jackie's where she's holding cards. But I don't know who Widow is. But Jackie's definitely holding cards. Jackie Cox is. Okay, so she had all those Canada jokes kind of written yes. down. Okay. Mm-hmm. See? That's Were how there well as I many Canada jokes as they yes. like there yes. was <laughs> a, a, a lot of a lot of Canada jokes. But you and, gave oof. great advice. Oh, I okay, well here's the thing. I so I was watching the East Coast feed with my friend. He was FaceTiming me. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, my best friend is a huge drag race fan and he's like, You're a judge on my favorite show. This is literally the greatest day of my life. Yes. <laughs> we were and we were FaceTiming and I I stand by the note I gave, but I I mean, I'm surprised you guys aren't giving me shit for going, you know, in comedy. <laughs> um <laughs> And I watched that (laughs) and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. And I get on the phone and I said, I said to Gregor, for those of you who don't know, listening to this, my husband is uh, uh, an improviser at the uh, the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. Or R.I.A. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Who knows? Oh, my um, God. Um, so but anyway, I was so we met doing comedy and I said to him, I was like, oh, Gregor, I. I, I gotta warn you, on on tonight's show, I kind of comedy explain and I explain <laughs> how comedy works. And so when we were watching it, and we got to the part where I was like, you know, in comedy, you want surprise. He, he turned to me and was like, Oh, really? Tell me more about how comedy works, Mister Comedy Professor. And I was. I was so fucking embarrassed. I I thought you agreed, but I could I could see why you're roasting yourself. But I mean, I you were Listen, telling the in truth. Comedy, very funny. When you said in comedy, I was like, hmm, that's such a funny <laughs> phrase. But also, a lot of these queens don't know what you do in comedy. So like that, it was fine. It truly it was, was fine. It did not bump me because your advice after was so good of like, yes, you picked something hard to heighten and you didn't necessarily heighten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just a rough because also that wasn't um, 
I'm also unclear how long Jackie's lived in the U.S., like how recently she was from Canada, Mm -hmm. because she had so many thoughts on obviously like American policy and and had thoughts like when AOC was on. So I don't like in watching the season, it's I associate her with being Canadian even Mm -hmm. less. I mean, Mm -hmm. she chose a game. I mean, the thing that I always and I Mono and I have kind of talked about this, but if I were going on Drag Race, what is what is the timeline of finding out you're going to be on Drag Race and mm-hmm. flying out? Because if it were that me, I don't know. So if, like if I so if I had prep, if I mm-hmm. knew I was going to uh, be on Drag Race, I mean even before I knew I was going to be on Drag Race. Yeah. What I'm saying is, I would take at least one improv class. Mm-hmm. I would take at least a couple dance classes. I would take a voice lesson every time. It's kind of what Jackie said a little bit at um, Snatch Game, where she said, we all knew this was coming. Mm -hmm. There's always whenever and this happens every season, whenever a queen says, I oh, my God, I absolutely cannot dance. And they look terrified or Mm -hmm. a queen says, I can't sing or a queen goes, oh, I am not good at improv. You you've seen the show, you know, Mm -hmm. this was going to happen. Why Mm -hmm. didn't you? prepare a little and i feel like people will listen to this and be like well not everyone can afford all those things right but you have a friend who does improv like there's too many people in this world doing make ups for you not Uh to know one Uh ask that person if you can you know be the drag queen guest on a show so you can like learn how to improvise if you can't dance you know a friend who's taking a dance class ask if you can audit a dance class Hire someone to do your snatch game. Be like, I need yes. 10 awesome jokes for this yes. celebrity I can do. Yes. Yeah, I bet you if you, well, it's hard because I bet they sign a million NDAs because that's a good point is, look, not everyone can afford glasses. I think mm-hmm. about UCB has scholarships, but RIP. Um, <laughs> RIP. Uh, but uh, like, use your resources. There's got to be a way. Exactly. Yes. There's got to be a I way. I think you're so right about that. To at least prep a a little bit, like with choreography, I don't know, there's just, there's a way to go in knowing a little bit of choreography, Mm -hmm. even if you haven't, if you don't have the money to go to to a a big fancy dance place. You can go on YouTube and do tutorials, so you can like figure out like a two-step or whatever. Sure. But yeah, like plan, plan for this, like get ready. And to that point, though, you could be Jan. You could be planned and they yes. could say no thank you for some reason. Yeah. Um, but right. I mean, I Jan got a, a pretty rough edit in like overall. Like, I think yeah. she should be very proud, but I, I think she got cut short. Can I ask, was Sherry Pie funny? She and she didn't seem funny in what was shown. Yeah. So the impression I got from Sherry Pie was that this was a character i thought that the character was like delightful just because well obviously i said a little cat katherine hepburn in the show and then yes. she did the kate hepburn and i laughed because i obviously didn't know that was her snatch game character i thought mm-hmm. she was just busting out of like a, a trembly kate hepburn impression from her back pocket so i was incredibly impressed with that until i realized oh that was literally That's the character she, she just did mm-hmm. um she struck me as she struck me as someone who would call themselves a comedy queen mm-hmm. who, uh-huh. and she just kind of had a funny air about her. So, so it was, it was how it seemed where it was, it was just kind of, she had a choice. She had a character. Mm-hmm. So that's good. 
but it was just kind of down the middle. But sure. it, she struck me as someone who was, I was like, oh, I bet that you're, you've been funny in this competition. Mm-hmm. She, she just seemed incredibly confident. I mean, I'm, I'd be fascinated to know what the original arc for her was. Cause she's right? winning all these challenges. Same. Yeah. She's clearly a front runner. And it's they didn't want to let her go last week, even though I think she should have been in the bottom. Yes. It's that wild. Was, that it's was baffling me. Her commercial was not good. I mean, no. So bad. It was not it good. Was, I, yeah. It really, I mean, Jan's, yeah, Jan's was unfocused, but it had a lot of energy, which again, mm-hmm. like, I just really respect because I, I feel like I'd be a Jan. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. And when p- other people aren't prepared for musical challenges and Jan is like, this is my thing. I really empathize with that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, this is your thing. And you're so talented and you've been working so hard. And so to get dinged for that, That's uh, crazy. I, I found as a fellow try hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was. Watch unfortunate well but you know we'll never we're watching for whoever the editors are thank god we have something to watch because they must be working overtime to re-edit and mm-hmm. unedit whatever's been happening including untucked um yeah, yeah. oh my god they when they on this recent untucked she had sherry pie had a whole monologue to i want to say it was jackie that they never mm-hmm. showed her face yeah yeah that's true it's interesting and also, it's where really, are the yeah. videos of people's parents? Or is that just not an Untucked anymore? Is Untucked done showing you videos of your parents so you can cry? Yeah. I guess so. I guess Which so. Which is weird because they they've been talking about their families a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. It's wild. Wait, really quickly with the sherry with the sherry pie thing. Talk Although, to me. as you guys have been saying, the what the shit stain, the shit smear, the carrot. <laughs> uh-huh. I really love all of the ways that you. Let's see, rust. Uh, let's see. There's. Oh my god, cur- Mono! You had one that was. Fucking unbelievable. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Evil Spectre. Okay, no. wait. It makes me feel good that you've written these down. I There's somewhere. Wait, I, I write say? a couple every week. Uh, okay, because because you're... Bu- okay, this makes me feel better because you, you're busting out some of these. I'm like, if you made that up on the spot, I'd be so fucking angry. Look, I'm a fellow tryhard. I write down a couple of I mean things. It. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I can't remember. You did have a very funny one, and I cannot remember what it was. I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, I like to just call her, like, vegetables. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I want to say it was something like lettuce with polio, but I, maybe, I, maybe that's just something I made up. I like that. Street dog is also good. Uh, Street dog is good. <laughs> she's uh, She's gone. She's nothing. Um, uh, what I was going to ask was, yeah. so the Sherry Pie story... That did that that broke what the day before literally the her day the, I think it was the day before the first episode of this season. Mm. But she'd been announced months before. Yes, whoever broke the story waited to break the story. I think the day before Drag Race to see what Drag Race would do in response. But, yeah. Oh, you think it was? But why not break it? Why not break it like the second you know Sherry Pie's gonna be on the show? I know. I, I think it was putting the show in a very precarious position. I think that was like the point. Wow. Yeah. But that's just that me like speculating. That's yeah. interesting because the show had no. I mean, every time I comp, every time I compliment Sherry Pie on the episode, I was like, "Great, 
Good job. Cool. <laughs> cool. There was yeah, a shot keep, of you laughing keep, at her, and I was like, fuck, you couldn't uh, yeah, edit no, that no. out? Keep giving props to the I sex mean, offender. Awesome. If they had come out with the story as soon as they knew, it wouldn't have been such a rush edit job. Mm-hmm. Also, maybe they could have, like, refilmed some stuff. I don't... I, it would have been better, I think, for it to come out as soon as people knew. It was also cute that how about Crystal like having sympathy for her evil Trump family? <laughs> yes. I mean, we've all yeah. been there, but she's so adorable. I honestly love Crystal Method so much. I find her to be she's like a she's a fairy tale character. She's like she's a character from Trolls, you know? She's <laughs> <laughs> World tour. Absolutely. For, for, for someone who has the name Crystal Method and for someone whose makeup is like who, who seems on, on her face like and is like such an um, envelope pushing experimental performer mm-hmm. like her like her black wedding runway was so fucking cool. She's actually quite guileless mm. in a way that uh, reminds me of Blair St. Clair. Mm-hmm. But oh. but un but unlike Blair, her drag persona isn't that at all. Yes, her drag persona is something that's like inside of her that needs to come out, and I love it. Her runway look was honestly my aesthetic. It was a lot of like mismatched patterns, and I was it like, looked uh, so this is good. Well, I let's talk it. about it because so oh, yeah. so how would you? It's kind of there's a jacket draping over. There's a fedora. Mm-hmm. If that's a fedora, it's a fedora with Cowboy. stars underneath. I think it's a vintage blouse that she's tied up. Mm. Uh, we've got some red pumps and a and hanging belt. Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was so cute. Yeah, up close, it looked amazing. Like an untucked, I was like, oh, your face is mm-hmm. stunning. And then Heidi in Closet comes out. Like yes. a little figure skater. I I love this little outfit. Oh. It truly looked like she was an ice skater, but like yes. a slutty ice skater. And then her makeup truly has improved. Yeah. Yeah, she looked great. I mean, who who's but people have been helping her with her makeup, right? I don't know. Do you Probably. have any tea? No, no, that's what they were saying on on Untucked. I see. They were complimenting her. No, I have no tea on that. They really kept me separate. From the queens, I got to hang with them a little bit, just a just a little bit when we were all dancing. Oh and yeah! What I wanted to know was, what are your accommodations like? What are they <laughs> letting you do? Like, I wanted yeah. to know everything. So, um, I I asked them, you know, what do they give you in the hotel rooms? And they were like, we we are isolated from the world. I went, do you have Netflix? And they went, no, we don't have Netflix. Oh. And so I I said to one of the producers, I was like, hey, what about, what about getting these ladies Netflix? And one of the producers was like, I don't, please don't start. <laughs> please don't. Like, they look so overburdened with me bringing that up. But but I wanted to know, like, oh, my gosh, what can you do? Can you get, I forget, I think I asked, can you get room service? And I think they said yes, but they said they're really, really monitored. Dang. Wow. That's, That's rough. I know one season they said that they would put tape on their doors and if the tape was broken, that meant a queen left their room. Yes, well, because there was a person who was, who, who was uh, uh, disqualified uh-huh. for yes. seeing seeing their husband. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, um, man. Right. If only um, that was the, what kind of disqualification we had this season. I mean, yeah. What a dream. What and a dream. Yeah, 
Britta had some accusations. She did. Yes, but I think they were unfounded, I think is what it came down to. That's what we that's what had we've landed on is that it was I unfounded. Okay. Yeah. I don't know though. I mean that's I don't yeah, it's a mess. The internet's a fucking mess. Yeah. War world. Yeah. We're living I do in wanna a, say some Heidi wild looks times. Heidi looks like if a superhero was my superhero is being a cheerleader. <laughs> That's what I got from the look. I love that. Um, <laughs> Widow. I like it. I this thought this is was a stunning look. I love anytime a queen wears a natural looking wig, a black queen wears a natural looking wig. Um, I love, I really like the way she paints mm-hmm. just in general. And I thought mm-hmm. it was like a really out of the box way to do stars and stripes. It doesn't have to be red, white, and blue. Yeah. I thought it was so beautiful. Also the, um, uh, along her waist, the black, like mm-hmm. the black pattern was like perfectly patterned. So it, it accentuated kind of an hourglass yes. look. Mm-hmm. It was, it was such a smart, it was such a smart fashion move. I mean, with all these runways, I think you guys were saying on the podcast last week, I listened to the podcast so much <laughs> that it would be great if there was a season where they couldn't bring any pre-done looks because yes. I always get because And I also I don't know enough about the history of drag to know how much like fashion runways are important when you're doing drag elsewhere. Or is that Mm -hmm. more of a of a RuPaul supermodel aesthetic? But Mm -hmm. but the fact that you're judged based on your fashion, but other people design those outfits, that's that's always seems I mean, other queens have queens have talked about it on the show Mm -hmm. where they say, well, the queens who have money and sponsors they have all of these fashiony looks mm-hmm. and there's an inherent inequality to that. Um, so yeah. I just, I, I find it interesting that crafting and, and making things are a part of the show, but the runway is pre-planned. Right. Yes. Um, I think it, I think it comes from ball culture. Yes. Uh, because they would do, you know, runways like, you know, business, business realness or whatever. Um, Got but I it. feel like those queens were probably they probably like I'm sure like houses had people who made things. I also am not very well versed in ball culture. What my understanding is, uh, is that like it has drag has always been aspirational because people mm-hmm. in the ball scene who are queer people of color. Part of drag was aspiring to be something that society won't let you be, which Mm -hmm. is why uh, aspirational brands like Yves Saint Laurent and Balenciaga have kind of been interwoven with drag culture because poor queer people are so eager to live the fantasy of Mm -hmm. wealth that there is kind of now this sort of hard to separate intertangle of haute couture and drag expression you know mm-hmm. yeah um, oh interesting so it's it's like of course we want to look as beautiful as possible because it's empowering and mm-hmm. but then like where does that line that line blurs between just wearing couture and being yes. able to afford couture or creating yes. couture. it's it's wild yeah um so next on the runway is a literal beer can that just rolls down the runway I and, see uh, I see sewer residue. What do you see? <laughs> Rachel, what do you see? Um, I see 
I see a judge saying guilty. (laughs) (laughs) And next, Jackie Cox. Yes. I, okay, don't kill me. Didn't love it. Oh, I did love it. Interesting. Tell me why. I like a hijab. I like that she wore a hijab down the runway. I think that hijabs uh, should be a part of, you know, drag culture and aesthetics and, uh, you know, people should be more accepting of them. I just didn't love it to get. I think I wanted the hijab to be red. Mm. I, I didn't. I didn't. I was like, what is the blue? Why blue? And then I didn't love the shoes. And then mm-hmm. the is it a caftan? Is that what we would call that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess a hijab is kind of a caftan. Yeah. No, the bottom part or is the whole the thing bottom. a hijab? I thought the the just the. The headpiece was a hijab. Is the bottom a hijab too? No, I think they call it a caftan. I think it's okay. a hijab and caftan. Mm. So yeah. the caftan, I loved. I thought that was beautiful. But I was like, I would rather the caftan be, I just wanted it to be one color. Yeah. Um, that was yeah, just my issue. I liked it. I, I don't know. I I, uh, I just really liked it for some reason. I thought it looked, from my from where I saw it, it just looked more detailed than some of the other looks. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm, I was surprised it landed her in the bottom. What'd you think, Rachel? Yeah. I mean, I loved this and I, I, I love any, I love it when fashion comments has a comment, has something to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and that has something to comment in on something that has nothing to do with fashion. I should say, um, I like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't care. I don't care as much about fashion references as, uh, as fashion, you know, fashion that has a, a, I don't know, a point of view. And so the second she walked out, I was like, oh my gosh, the message of this is so clear mm-hmm. what she's trying to say with this. And I mean, you know, you saw like it sparked this really intense conversation. And I actually like mm-hmm. it, it led me down an internet rabbit hole today. And I realized how, how little I know about um, Muslim majority countries mm-hmm. and how little I know in a way about Islam. And it's because mm-hmm. so 1.6 billion people in the world mm-hmm. are Muslim. 1.6 mm-hmm. billion. Yes. yes. America is only 1%. Mm-hmm. Or the, mm-hmm. or it's uh, yeah, I think North America. So that makes, so that makes sense. Right. And it's something that I wouldn't know as much about. But there are all of these things, you know, when you and then when you think of, oh, okay, Muslim majority country, you think of a country that that doesn't have a separation of of church and state and has taken things to the nth degree. Right. Where Mm -hmm. where women are oppressed. But did you know, uh, 13 percent of all of the people who are Muslim in the world are from Indonesia Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. sure is, which has a separation of church and state, which is secular. I did know this. Huh. I did not know that. So there are so many, there are so many things and nuances that, that I am always learning and wasn't aware of. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was a new fact I learned today. Thank you, Wikipedia. That is, it's good to know. I mean, and I love that there's such a spotlight on it this season. Obviously Islamophobia is like running mm-hmm. rampant right now. And I think, where they landed on the episode is really beautiful and lovely to hear uh, uh, for queer Middle Easterners. And like, yes, I, I think do Jackie. Think the, yeah. Sorry. The no, representation, I think, is perfect. 
Yeah. I like that the representation was there. I just wish it was a little bit more fashionable. <laughs> and we'll talk about a moment that happens here in a second after we finish yeah. this yeah. runway. So Gigi comes out giving us red coats, the house down. What'd you think? Mm, I mean, I've been pretty hard on Gigi. On every episode, we've talked about Gigi. Mm-hmm. But Homegirl went to Party City and bought herself a costume. <laughs> <laughs> I do think she she hasn't been clocked for her bathing suit, her bathing suit and high, high, high night. Oh, my God. Like thigh high things yeah, very I much. Mean, and that's that's a Gigi look. She'll yeah. never get clocked on anything. I will say it's a pretty it's the best costume at Party City. It was the most expensive <laughs> one. It's, it's the I one think that it, sells out quick. It is so funny. This was this was one of my favorites, and this was by far Gregor's favorite. Yeah. He was like, oh my God, this is hilarious. But but the, the reason for that is he and I, every Halloween, he and I are much, we're premise before aesthetic on Halloween, <laughs> which is why he and I are, are two of the worst people at Halloween costumes you'll ever <laughs> find. Like, I was one time um, a victim of the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire, which <laughs> is a really like interesting thought for a Halloween costume. But in practice, uh, everyone thought I was Anne Frank, which makes no sense. Any, which makes no sense on, which like doesn't make sense on numerous levels. That's but funny. Then, and then for another Halloween, Gregor was um, Gregor was okay. He dressed in a white polo shirt with um a red stain on it. Mm-hmm. And carried a golf club and <laughs> and he went to parties and people were like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, guys, I'm Michael Skakel, the Kennedy cousin who killed someone. <laughs> That's and I, very I, funny. So so the thing is, you're it's you're talking to the, the wrong people when it comes <laughs> Got to it. We, So we both loved it. He especially was okay. like, That's amazing. And then when she was like, I'm serving you. Iker Oates realness. He's like, yes, this is my favorite thing. I have to admit, she looks stunning. Okay. Like, she d- I really do think she looks stunning. But, like, I'm just having a hard time feel because I do feel she gets a lot of points. And I, I feel she could have lip synced this week, especially seeing that we, we saw so little of her in the debate. Did yep. she talk that little, Rachel? Uh, She talked more, but but... But but it was hard for her to get a word in. Got it. It, it mm. was hard. There there was a there was like a you know a fear there, which you did see on the mm-hmm. which you you did see on the broadcast. I will say what I really respect about Gigi is that she she makes her own shit. Yeah. Um, yes. And and that she learned that from her mom. I mean, mm-hmm. similarly, as someone who cannot sew. Or craft anything visually. Every time there's a queen on the show who's like, I don't sew, I'm very frustrated. Because yeah. I'm like, you knew this was yes. coming. It's Why wouldn't you the learn to sew? Get a sewing machine. And mm-hmm. I, this is, so I can't use a sewing machine, but I'm not going to be on Rebel Dark. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. I mean, I do think she's had some sickening looks. The button look was everything. That was amazing. That was amazing. I I think she's a stunning fashion queen. I really do. Um, I I I just wish she was treated the same. Like Widow was, I think she had three weeks in a row where she was bad. Gigi's had two weeks in a row where she's been bad. So has Sherry. Sherry's been bad for the last two, three weeks. And I was like, 
So why? But I guess they had an arc planned for these girls. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Sherry, that old fucking cucumber really put a wrench in their plans. Yeah. Uh, Jada yeah. Essence Hall. This Jada. Look, oh. For me is everything. She looks like <laughs> the most patriotic goddamn superhero I've ever seen. I fucking love it. Yeah, I I didn't love it at first and then I was like, okay, I like it. Um for some reason at first it looked like she was a patriotic beetle to me, but um <laughs> now okay. I think it's stunning. Wait, like you mean like the insect? Like the insect. That's okay, what I mean. Not the band. Okay, I didn't know. I don't know. Maybe John Lennon had an interesting face. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, what did you think, Rach? I loved it. I mean, I'm not... I'm so impressed by every <laughs> runway look on this show always. And that, and that includes when I was there. Yeah. I am just so amazed anytime someone looks good in clothes yeah because i'm not because i'm not great at clothes i'm fine at clothes i've gotten better at clothes but anytime someone's good at clothes and then also that it has a point of view and it has some sort of commentary and it's elevated to the point of being art which in the best case these runways are I just don't have many thoughts unless you're someone like Aiden Zane. Even <laughs> then, I, you know that it's some that it's not going great. When even I'm like, that looks cheap. That looks bad. <laughs> yeah. The Thanksgiving look when Aiden came out in that. Um, I mean, what would yes. you call Crocheted that? Crocheted. Yeah, and smock. then like knee socks. And I want to say character shoes (laughs) that you'd wear in like eighth grade for your production of Guys and Dolls. Yes. I was so shocked that that she didn't get dinged more for that. And then, yeah, that Bose look. It was, yeah, that's a shirt you could buy at Forever 21. So it has to be something Mm -hmm. like that where I really clock it. Short of that, I'm not going to be the person going, I really don't like that that waist on you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I really think you should change up the wigs. That, that's not me. I'm just so impressed anytime anyone does anything. Also, Rachel, did they explain to you where Michelle was? Yeah. So she was on a, uh, a, 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 re, a like a dance, like a reality dance Got show it. filming in the UK. Oh, And it's okay. a bummer because Michelle is... Uh, how I got on the show in the first place. Like she'd been reaching out to me. We talk on text. Like it was such a bummer that I couldn't be there. Yeah. It was the one episode or maybe she's gone next week. I don't know, but it, it was, it was a real bummer that I missed her. That's a bummer. I love Michelle so much. She is one of the kindest, nicest people I've ever met. So sweet. So nice. So awesome. And I should say also, I'm terrible at clothes and like, we're critiquing the best drag queens in the world. Like I, I ha- we, yeah. I should say that. Like these are the best. These are amazing drag queens, and I'm like being yeah. nitpicky at best. No, of course, and that's and that I'm in the mic. Look, that's what judging the show is like. Give, giving opinions on the runway that is part of the show. I think it's just my opinions sometimes aren't. I'm just so impressed. <laughs> you also got to see it in person, which was show stopping yes. for sure. Oh my and gosh, yeah. It was well there's what, seven queens left, so this is the best of the competition. Yes. So like yes. everybody was like 
everyone was stunning. Like I nitpicked Jackie Cox, but like, it's a stunning look. Like I nitpicked Gigi. It's a stunning look. Right. Uh, everyone truly looks so good, except for that weird burnt yeah. piece of celery. Who cooks celery anyway? Oh, I complimented on a peplum. So again, <laughs> oh, God. good well, job. Look. You you know you you couldn't help. Ass bacon does a very good job of disguising itself when you see it in clothes. <laughs> um, so the critiques happen. Uh, yes. Okay. Cute. Uh, widow needs to believe in herself again, and that that was hard yeah. to see her having a hard time believing yes. in herself. Yeah. Heidi is adorable. Oh, she's uh, the best. I love Heidi. We have Gosh. to talk about the Goldblum moment. That has. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Wh- and and I don't know. We can cut this if you want. But there, you make a face when yeah. he says something. How? Tell me what we can talk about and not. <laughs> no, no. Um, I thought about how I would talk about this. Um, I, I, I'm gonna be honest but diplomatic. Um, so yeah, the second he said that, I, you see on my face, I'm like, oh, this is. <laughs> so here's my personal opinion. To me. That question was the answer to and and so here's the thing. I don't think it was it. The phrasing of that question was all completely off, first of all, because I agree again. So part of the reason I went down a wormhole today is, okay. you're saying a religion is homophobic, right? Right. No, no, no. You're talking about countries Mm -hmm. that have that do not have a separation of church and state and oppress women, which mm-hmm. is different from an overall mm-hmm. religion. Right. Um, which in Jackie's case is Iran. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and Jackie said like her mother left uh, because of the revolution. So, so wanted a, a better life uh, mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was Canada or the U S. Um, so, so to the, so the, so the general, the generalization of, of Islam, I was like, Oh, uh, this isn't like this is not uh, the right question to be asking. And mm-hmm. I guess for me, it wasn't. I thought that Jackie in her look basically was addressing that. Yes. Any, yes. any to me, the, the the question of the con of the potentially contradictory nature of what she was wearing, if that's how mm-hmm. you saw it, which I actually just as a side note. Well, that was all answered in the outfit. So mm-hmm. the fact that the outfit was red, white, and blue, the fact is, if you live in America or even Canada, where Jackie is, as we all know, natively from, mm-hmm. um, you have the choice whether or not to wear a hijab. It, mm-hmm. it is not being forced on you. So to me, that outfit was a perfect commentary on what it is to literally be a Muslim American, mm-hmm. which is different than if you're Muslim living in another potentially different than if you're a Muslim living in another country. Mm-hmm. So I thought that the answer to that question was kind of already inherent in what Jackie is wearing. And, yes. and that's how Jackie answered the question. Jackie answered that question beautifully, um, which w- beautifully. And because she said, that's why I wore this. This shit is fucking hard. No, I am really troubled with the way uh, women and and LGBTQ people are treated in in Iran. This is partially why I'm wearing this. I'm working out these feelings. I'm working out some of these contradictions. But no, I think the use of 
to blanket it under Islam. Yeah, that's not the right. Not good. No, he Mm -hmm. made Liza Minnelli look grounded. Uh, He made Elizabeth Taylor look sober. Uh, He I did not appreciate it. And as you know, I'm Middle Eastern and queer. So I was like incredibly grateful for Jackie's articulate response. And I was like triggered by how flippantly Mm -hmm. he said that. And um, but I, I, I do agree that it's like the outfit is who I am. And that's an expression of me trying to honor my heritage and still be a part of this country. And that's the mm-hmm. fucking promise of this country. So let me be both. <laughs> However, yeah, exactly. I choose to do that. It was just inherent. I do think there was maybe a better way to showcase Jackie's answer mm-hmm. by maybe not having Jeff's question as a prompt. Agree. Just because I feel like Jackie having to defend her decision and having a white man be like, I don't know. Well, what did you think about this? And it's like, well, you don't have to like, like mansplain like the Muslim religion to me. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm Mm -hmm. trying to convey. Why Mm -hmm. do I have to now double down and re-explain the statement I made just by walking? Yes. Yes. I, to be honest, I was surprised that it was in the, in the show uh-huh. mm-hmm. because, um, and, and, and I, I don't remember all the nuances of, of the day. I don't remember how it all went, but I, I wonder, I, because when he said it, I was like, oh, this is going to. Yeah, this, this is, is flagged. This is a can't. This is a. This is mm-hmm. like I'm flagging this, right? And they don't usually show things coming from the judges that are anything less than like perfect, mm-hmm. right? So I found it interesting that that was left in. Um, they did, as Gregor clocked it. They did give him an arc, which mm-hmm. is he asked this question. Did. He asked this question. He then was proven not wrong, but like he got his answer. He learned. And then, of course, he's sobbing during the lip sync. So I think they wanted (laughs) to. I think the intention of that (laughs) was to give the intention of that was to was to give him an arc. But I was surprised. I was I was I didn't think that would be in there. I thought they would find a, a way to make the points that they yes. made with, without showing that. Yeah. The question that was a, that was a choice I wasn't expecting. I feel like it would have been the same thing because Widow did the black power fist. I feel like it would have been the same thing if Jeff said to her, what about white lives? Seems like you're doing a black lives matter thing. What about white? Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, like acting yeah. a person of color to defend a decision. They, it was just so strange that they left it in. That's why I couldn't get over. And I'm not attacking Gigi when I say this, but it, I felt, I also, Triggsville, I also felt triggered when I was like, okay, so the bottom two is two people making strong political statements <laughs> as gay people of color. And the person dressed as a slave owner is safe. Um, oh my just, God. That's such a good point. I, oh, that's, oh God, you're totally right. So what the fuck? Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. A slave owner who did a subpar job in the challenge. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Unless she was dressed as a red coat, in which case they didn't have slaves. Oh, Oh. okay. Oh, fun fact. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. So red coats don't have slaves? 
Or they didn't. They they outlawed slavery way before, and I know that from two things. One, uh-huh. the uh, the Broadway play The King and I, <laughs> where it takes place in the mid eighteen hundreds, and they do a play based on Uncle Tom's Cabin, mm-hmm. and uh, what's her name? The head, the teacher in The King and I. Great. Oh, Anna. Anna. Anna Leon Owen says, mm-hmm. as you know, the Americas still have slavery, and it's this awful thing. So I I know that. <laughs> Britain didn't have it. And then I know from the movie, The Patriot, <laughs> um, the Redcoats come up to Mel Gibson and they see some black people on his property and they say, if you join our side, we'll free you. And they say, well, we're actually not slaves. We're here on our own accord. Oh. I remember that one part from The Patriot. Why do I remember that? I don't know. I think because because you're an ally. Like, I'm just educating a black who doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Am I white explaining slavery? To nope. you? <laughs> <laughs> no, this black is learning. Where I'm Listen, learning, I don't know anything. Let me tell anything. you how slavery works. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, so the bottom we have our lip sync, and um, and uh, you know it looks like Jackie slayed it. Did she in person slay it? Yeah, I loved it. I I love that they captured her comedy. I thought she was so funny and so specific. And I thought it was a pretty accurate portrayal. What I found really interesting being there, and Nicole, you probably had the same experience, was it's still a TV show. So they cut. um, Mm -hmm. There's there's a lot more pause just for production and to reset camera. What I really appreciated was that in between critiques, if the queens aren't in the... So when you're when you're in a critique, you're either in a close up or maybe at most in like a two shot or a three mm-hmm. shot. Um, if you're outside of that, you can take off your heels. Yes. So I always I felt really relieved every time I saw the queens take mm-hmm. off their heels. And then I think what was what just was so interesting is it's these all these intense things on the show that are very close together. But when Rue's like, OK, you're I'm going to make my decision. There's a 10 minute wait mm-hmm. while Rue is talking to the producers wow. and you're just kind of waiting around because yep. it's a film set. But at the same time, it is this really intense moment in these people's lives. Mm-hmm. But you just hear like cut and they're resetting camera and the tension waiting for those pauses to be over. I can only imagine what that's like. I was insane. So like during the pause when they were like, who's lip syncing? I was on all star. So it's like a lip sync for your legacy. So it's not as intense for the Queens who are going to lip sync, but it is kind of intense for like, who's going home. But like during that time when they were deciding, I kept like waving at each queen being like, I like you. I like you. I like you. I like you. And some of the queens had no idea who I was. So that was fun. (laughs) I felt the same thing. Part of the reason I didn't go back for Untucked or I didn't make a point of it was because I didn't know who knew who I was. And it, it, it it felt a little it would have felt a little bit. My friend, my friend Brendan said that that's bullshit. I could have gone back. But I was like, I always worried about going back there and being like, hey, ladies. And most of them being like, who the fuck is this person? <laughs> they would have acted so excited to see you and then later been like, who was that? It, yeah, it, exactly. Because <laughs> the only person I knew for a fact who was a fan was Jackie. Right. Uh, I saw from the broadcast that Gigi also is a fan, which was very mm-hmm. cool. Um, yeah. Oh, what I was going to say was Jackie... Uh, when we were up there said to me uh, kind of a modified version of what she, uh, how she had thanked AOC, but Jackie was like, I love crazy X. It's so important to me. And I was like, thank you. And I said to all the Queens, anybody who ever wants to come to one of my live shows, 
you get in for free forever. <laughs> That's awesome. And I, said, and I said that in the back of my head being like, I don't know who cares about this besides Jackie Cox, but I'm going to leave it for all of the queens, even though I can tell some of them have no idea who the fuck I am. Yeah. Well, good news. Uh, Shitstain Pie uh, wants a ticket to your next live show. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Well, then uh, Widow goes home. Uh, yeah. What a beautiful time. Um, what an amazing episode. I, I said it again. I'll say it. Uh, I have to I said it once. I'll say it again. Rachel, you were awesome in this episode. Yes, you were like, you were truly outstanding. You were funny and concise. And, yes. and that moment with Widow was awesome. And yes. oh, it was thank you. so cool to see Ruby like, are you listening to her? Yes. <laughs> I know. I was like, really? Because I don't want to be the, again, I just, I don't want to be the straight white woman telling the, I, I was worried, it's, I was worried that, like, it would be like, let me come on here, be the straight white woman and tell you, well, how to live your lives. But it didn't come <laughs> off that way, and I'm glad that it didn't come off that way. Um, and I I really saw when she was like, I was up till five working on this, I don't know what you want from me. I really saw things that I'd gone through mm-hmm. in that. And I think mm-hmm. that we all we all go through that. And I hadn't seen it as acute on this show as what Widow was going through mm-hmm. this episode as well as last episode. I mean again, I the person that was on the premiere is so different from the person we saw yes. now. And and I wonder I wonder how she's doing. Like I wonder how she's recovered now that she's back yeah. in Kansas City and watching this and I hope mm-hmm. that she's gotten her confidence back and i can only imagine i don't do they only film this over the course of a month i think so i think it's four to six weeks i think don't quote me yeah also i wonder if her knee is better she hurt her knee in the first episode she did yeah and i wonder if that was like a thing hindering her if so it's like go home and come back when you're better that was yeah. a Eureka thing, right? Eureka. Well, got Eureka, injured. I think, was like actually fully hurt. It was like a torn ACL. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. I, I know she is doing well. I just saw her on Bob the Drag Queen's live sort of uh, YouTube show. And okay. she has a new single out called like She Might Be, um, oh. which is a really oh. fun, high energy track that we should, everyone should check out and support Great. Widow Von Du. Let's download yes. and support Widow. Woo. Um Thank you guys. Yeah, this was it was such a thrilling. I mean, it truly was one of my favorite days I've ever had on a set. Yes. If not my favorite day I've ever had on a set. It Isn't was the so crew cool. so nice? They were all so incredible. The crew, nice. I love the crew. The crew was so nice when I was there. I like everybody involved with that show. It's awesome. They were so everyone was so sweet and I real and um, I got so much free shit. <laughs> yes. You got a sickening supply of some Anastasia Beverly Hills. I and truly you got, got a some lifetime Huda? supply. Yes. Yes. I got so I wish I'd gotten some pretty kitty. Though, looking oh, back I'm so sorry. You're going to get no pretty kitty. So you can piss on kitty. it and know if you're dead or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. Rachel. Do you have anything you want to plug before we say ta-ta? Yes. You know what? I, I got nothing. Uh, if you've never heard of me, look up Crazy Ex-Girlfriend on Netflix and watch it. Um, it's honestly. It's there. Great. It's uh, it's so funny. It's so real. It talks about mental illness. It's wonderful. It's, it's wonderful. You made a beautiful show. It's a musical <laughs> comedy. Dramedy? 
Comedy. You made uh, an influential music it's musical perfect. comedy that will be famous for decades to come. And Patty Lapone said, "You get how to do musical comedy." I mean, does it get yep. better than that? She did. And also, and also, I mean, if you guys are looking for a sweet treat, episode three hundred five <laughs> features. A certain someone as a very sexy uh, bartender <laughs> who, when you look up his name on Twitter uh, and the word see snack or uh, I want to say uh, muscle cub. Oh, my uh, God. Is I'm, great. Trying to, I'm trying to think of what all the people because like. When Ma- so it's mono. When the episode mono, uh, mono's in a musical number with our friend Van Gibby. And Genius. when the episode aired, um, I gay Twitter was freaking out for you, right? I yeah, love there it. was some positive energy for sure, and I love, <laughs> I love gay Twitter. And uh, yeah, I it was it was a it was a real joy to have the thirst come my way because of that little <laughs> that ditty. It was so fun. Yeah, check out that episode. It's a real check joy. Out- yeah. And Nicole, I'm sorry we never had you on. I can't sing. <laughs> I, I can't sing. sing at all. La, la, la. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. Follow us. Yes. Stay tuned for a Drag Her mini episode coming out very soon. Yes. Um, And follow me at Mono Agapian. Me at Nicole Byer. Listen to all our podcasts. <laughs> yes. I have one on Patreon called We Love Trash. Nicole, any you want to plug? Many. Too many. Why won't you date me? Best friends. This one's drag her. I almost just said drag her. My God. <laughs> newcomers. Um, newcomers with Lauren Lackis. We're watching Star Wars. 90, and 90 Day, Day Bay. With Marcy Jaro. And we're watching uh, 90 Day Fiance. And then Nailed It's Back on Netflix for Woo! you to enjoy. Yes. Wee! Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Rachel. Wait, Rachel. What is your handle? Rachel Does Stuff. Yes. And I... God, I got nothing to, I got nothing, nothing to plug. You got a sick ass new baby named Ethel Merman. I got a sick ass, oh yeah, I was explaining that that's her like pseudonym that I'll be using, that I'll be using, uh, uh, cause I want, I, I want to be able to say yes. Ethel Merman shit on me today. It's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Ethel Merman, Ethel Merman sucked on my titties and shit herself. <laughs> um, there is a period of 15 minutes in this podcast that I was full on breastfeeding. If you can guess when it was, I'll give you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> give you a little wink. Uh, <laughs> Till next time. We love okay. you. Love Bye-bye. drag. Bye. Bye. Stella love to throw some shade. Kiki with the gaze. It's time to drag Time to drag That was a HeadGum Podcast.